Audio Chimera, a subversive podcast taking refuge in the sanctuary of allegory about the fragility of memory. This is episode 54, The Curtain Opens on My Second Act. Here's an Instagram type snapshot of the present stage of my retirement. People keep asking me, so how's retirement? And I tell them it's great. I don't have to go to school. Uh, as I've often described, uh, I loved my work, but I hated my job. And actually being retired is incredibly liberating. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, I'm still on my school email system, so when I get an important email like midterm grades are due, I just go into a happy dance. At the same time, there is a slight downside that I've noticed. So, I was an associate professor of theater at a university campus, I had an office. I had my own theater. Uh, We had props and costume and set storage. And so if I wanted to do anything, I could. One day I did uh, a set of headshots with my former student, uh, Elaine. And um, we also did some funny shots with me in a straitjacket. And I'll put that in the blog post that's related to this podcast episode. So then I could do pretty much anything I wanted. I was a college professor, capital C, capital P. Now I'm a retired college professor, that's small r, small c, small p, and suddenly I have a home office that's very small. I don't have a theater, uh, and I don't have access to all the props and costumes and uh, resources that I had before. And I'm beginning to feel a little constrained by that. I'm trying to figure out how to do my second act without a lot of the resources I had in the first. So some of the ways I'm trying to reinvent myself in retirement is uh, a few weeks ago I sent letters to all the local colleges and university campuses and I said I would be open to reviewing your productions. Now I've done this in the past. Uh, I was contacted by I think it was Bucknell University a couple of years ago and I went up there and uh, I was given dinner and saw the show. Then we went out for dessert. I stayed overnight there. And when I came home, I wrote a review of the production for someone's uh, promotion dossier. And this is a very useful tool for people in academia to have. So I thought, this is the perfect thing. I can become a reviewer if I'm not actually doing shows at the moment. 
and uh, I can be invited to somewhere. I asked for dinner as kind of my fee and mileage also, which is probably a deal breaker for some people. But uh, I put that out there, and so far I have heard absolutely nothing. Now that doesn't mean I'll never hear anything, uh, but at the moment there's been no responses. Um, I also suggested in there that I would be available for workshops uh, based on my directing book that I have on Amazon. And uh, if you haven't seen that before, go on Amazon and uh, search uh, Shrum 12 Steps to Better Directing, and you can see it there. It's very inexpensive. Apparently, there was a long period where nobody bought any, and they dropped the price. Kind of a bummer, but it's still out there and uh, is an example of my work. I also wanted to connect to various community theaters in the area, and the perfect opportunity came up. A local theater was doing a production of Sweeney Todd, and they wanted uh, proposals for directors for that particular show. I have loved this show ever since I saw the first Broadway touring production back in, what was it, 1980, 1979, and uh, put in a proposal, thought I had a great concept, but they decided to go in another direction. And so, so far, uh, I haven't had a chance to uh, pursue that. I am working on a proposal for a different theater that's a little farther away, and that's a little bit of a constraint for me. Um, I was also looking at uh, Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court. This is a side note. Uh, The musical, I was trying to find the original script. I can only find the updated version that they did in the 40s, Um, and I'm reading through it, and it seems to be somewhat enlightened as far as women's rights go, and then suddenly turns on a dime and is not that interesting. Mark Twain's novel is the basis for it, and I thought this would be really cool. It might be a good steampunk production. And then there's a moment where the women want to fight for their rights to have more free time to spend more time at a hair salon. Okay, so I just stopped reading that one, and uh, we shelved that idea. Of course, I continue to work on my own projects. I still have the podcast going, uh, Audio Chimera, that you are now listening to. I've been doing a lot of unscripted material in this last season. I've been able to create episodes faster because when I have a little bit of free time, I can go off and record audio uh, just like I am right now and talk to you and uh, tell you what's going on and uh, not have to worry about writing the script and polishing the script and uh, I've gotten some feedback that says this kind of works because I'm just talking directly to you so if you think that's a cool idea please let me know of course I have a film project in the works I'm still waiting to finish up 
uh, something I filmed last year, uh, Push Button to Cross, which is the prequel to Wash Hands Save Lives. And uh, again, I'll put the links to these in the uh, blog post related to this podcast. But uh, I have in mind another short film idea that's definitely going to be submitted to film festivals. Uh, Basically, there's a problem with someone's passwords and it creates a global catastrophe because, you know, passwords are going to be the death of the human civilization. doing some writing. I've got my, uh, what I call the digital tech memoir going on. This is when I'm reflecting on how I got involved with digital technology in teaching and in performance uh, because of an experience that happened to me uh, this past year when I discovered that people had actually read and been influenced by the book I put together, Theater in Cyberspace, back in 1999. And up to that point, I was feeling kind of bereft uh, and forgotten in the digital tech world, and suddenly something I did uh, really influenced people. And so I think this particular memoir will be um, useful, at least to me, in writing it and uh, reflecting on my experiences in the past. I'm also working on, I'm calling it a murder mystery, not the kind that you go and you solve. It might be a play, though, but... Um, Joyce told me about this uh, local event where there was a murder and uh, it just sounded like something that would be very intriguing for an audience and so I'm finding my way in creating uh, a crime drama and uh, it's something that uh, I've never worked with before but I kind of figured out a technique to create that And if it works, uh, I'll be sharing that particular technique with you. Also, even though I've not been contacted to do any reviewing or offer workshops for anything, I've been assisting a former student, uh, kind of from in the wings, Uh, She's a performing arts instructor at a local cyber charter school. And uh, every now and then she contacts me and has a question. And uh, I use my vast, amazing set of knowledge and experience to kind of uh, help her out, make some suggestions. And I think that's been very fruitful work so far. And I look forward to continuing uh, to work with her in the future. project that might be the most fruitful at this point uh, in regaining the office and uh, production space and prop and costume storage and everything is working with another former student of mine, now a friend, on his nonprofit, Artistic Prosperity. And this is kind of funny because back when I was teaching the arts entrepreneurship class, the class project was to get together and to create uh, a theater company in a particular venue. And the venue I always gave them was basically uh, a space in a strip mall. And they had to uh, name their company, brand it, and then determine the use of the space 
the people would come and either take uh, classes or see productions or whatever. And so we're approaching our venture in this particular way. Uh, we would kind of, we would find a, what I'm calling starter venue, kind of like a starter house, maybe a storefront or someplace that we can operate out of and start presenting music events. Uh, we know some local musicians uh, doing a storytelling event where people can come in and tell their story and we can save those or live stream them on uh, social media. Uh, and then do uh, some theatrical productions. We've got public domain works. We've got original works, uh, things we're currently uh, working on. And I think we can have a nice continual flow of events and productions and performances within this particular venue. Uh, and then hopefully uh, create enough of a revenue stream that we can move up and get a better venue and uh, find a more permanent home. Another aspect of using the venue would be to offer classes. Uh, might be an acting class. It could also be uh, my playwriting class that I've offered in the past. And... Uh, this would be great because if we could get some playwriting students who could write monologues, maybe those monologues could become an evening's performance as well. And if any of them had uh, a really good play, we could do stage readings and maybe even uh, put it on the stage as a full-scale production. Uh, I've done that in the past as a college professor, and now I can do that uh, with this particular kind of theater. So it looks like we're going to uh, reconstitute the board of the group. We did have some board members when this all first got incorporated uh, a few years back. And uh, we will most likely need some angel investors. And so uh, we're going to be soliciting some uh, funds and a campaign fairly shortly for that. Because if we can find the venue and rent it, uh, we can certainly get started in generating that income. On the dark side of this, here in Latrobe, there was another theater group that took over a building. And they had wonderful, amazing plans for this place, but really didn't think it through and ran afoul of the city, which is a problem, and uh, never really got off the ground. And so they moved to a different venue, did a couple of shows, but I don't think they were very successful. And I think uh, seeing their mistakes, learning from their problems, we certainly have um, the chance to make something interesting and special and uh, to continue our work in the theater on our own terms. And I think that's part of what we want to do is to bring what our thoughts about performance and theater and excellence in that uh, to the community. So here's to us, and uh, there'll be a link on the blog how to uh, donate to us. It's a nonprofit, so everything will be tax deductible. 
So here's hoping, and I'll talk to you again about progress in artistic prosperity and our local theater. Anything you want to hear more about from this podcast? I can elaborate. You can get in touch with me several ways. Join my Facebook group, Audio Chimera. Message me on WhatsApp. The number is available on the Facebook group. Leave me a voice message at 724-835-4074. Check out my website and blog at musifier.org. That's M-U-S-O-F-Y-R.org. And finally, check out my Linktree for everything at Linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Stephen Shrum. Oh yes, that's Stephen with a P-H-S-C-H-R-U-M. Intro and outro music composed by John Rust. Check out Sound of Rust, that's one word, on YouTube. This is Stephen Shrum. Thanks for listening to Audio Chimera.